Hello, you guys. Welcome to this week's episode of the Expand and Evolve podcast. I'm here with my guest. I'm so excited. She's a friend of mine. Yin, I, now I'm going to butcher your last name. Yin Agbong Taint. I want to say Ain, but it's not. It's, say it again. Agbong Taint. <laughs> I'm like, am I ever going to get it right? Um, anyway, she's here this week and I, I don't really pre-plan anything when I have a guest on. I really just want to flow with it and see where the conversation goes. Having said that though, we are going to talk a little bit about singleness, relationships, business, um, and just kind of like discovering yourself. I feel like, I feel like you've been on a journey and so have I in really like finding out who you are through being alone and like not, um, giving yourself to a relationship. And I think having no choice, but to spend that time alone and like really figure out like, who are you? What do you want? And I feel like you have some pretty funny, dating rules that I think are interesting. And like, you've taught me terms like sneaky link that I never knew before. <laughs> so I'm like, I think it'll be fun to kind of just chat, but to get started, um, why don't you just kind of introduce yourself a little bit? Like, who are you? Where do you live? How old are you? Just to give people a little bit of a background and then we can talk about how we met. Yeah. Yay. I'm so excited. I know it's so funny. Um, I would take offense, but almost none of my friends know how to pronounce my last name. So it's totally fine. I know people yeah. are like, how are you guys friends? And you don't know how to say her last name, but it's a hard one. So it's never any hard feelings. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I am Yin Agbontine. I currently live in Atlanta, Georgia, but I was born and raised in New York. Um, I went to middle school and high school in Rhode Island. I went to college in Tennessee. And before moving to Atlanta, I lived in California for a few years, um, which is kind of involved in how Carly and I know each other. Um, so I have like kind of hip hopped all over the place. I'm very much a, a flowing soul, free spirit. I kind of just go where I'm guided, which has been really fun. Um, I am 27 years old. You're getting old. I know. I'm getting up there. The other day, my friend was like, wow. you know, like dating as you're approaching 30 must be so crazy. And I'm like, what do you mean approaching 30? Like, I'm still <laughs> in my 20s. Like, how dare you? <laughs> but it's been really fun. I really, I think I was kind of nervous about being 27. And I was kind of joking um, on my Instagram as my birthday was coming up. Um, my birthday was in June. I'm a cancer, if that matters to anybody. Leo rising, Libra moon. I don't know about much about your audience, but if you have any astrology girls that listen and want to analyze me, then please. <laughs> but, right. uh, I just referenced cancer to like my craziest toxic relationship of my whole life was a cancer. Yeah. But yeah. that shit is like passion and fire. Like it was cancer still. Men? Oh, cancer men might have to be a whole other episode because I have my own thoughts. But, yeah. <laughs> oh, but anyways, yeah. So, um, yeah, so my birthday back in June, I was like, you know, 27 sounds so harsh and like kind of ugly. doesn't sound as cute as like 28, but a lot of people were like 27 was my best year and I was like my most confident, was like really getting into myself. And I mm -hmm. can say like I'm, you know, close to six months into being 27 and it really has been the most incredible year. And I feel like I all of what people were telling me was so true. I feel so much more confident, so much more of myself. I feel like a lot of things are coming into alignment and a lot of it has to do with like being single and like learning what it's like to be alone and um, just getting into all these things. And so, and so yeah, um, I'm a first generation American. My mom is from China. My dad is from Nigeria. I have an older brother. Um, I'm an aunt to many, which I love. Um, <laughs> I love my aunt life. <laughs> My working on guys like, for the Canadians, they're gonna be like, What did she just say? Aunt, aunt, <laughs> aunt 
aunt. I'm an aunt slash aunt. There's so many. Um, I, yeah, I own a health, an online health and wellness business, which also goes involved to how Carly and I know each other. And I also just started my own social media company. And so, um, yeah, that is a little bit about, about me and who I am. And I'm just mm -hmm. a lover of life. I'm, I think I really been put on this earth to show people like what's possible with life. So I kind of just like Go with the flow and just let it all work through me. <laughs> oh my gosh, a lover of life. Um, <clears throat> I'm like, <clears throat> my voice is going to keep going in and out. So I'm sorry if I have to cough. I might need to figure out how to mute this. Hold on. It's going to be loud. Anyways, okay. So I feel like just for people to know, because we are going to talk through that a little bit, I want you to share a little bit of what you found out about social media and some tips at the end for people because obviously the digital age people are building businesses you've got to know how to use social media as a tool for your business it's not always the number one thing but it's a great tool to have in your toolbox so you can talk about that in a little but I feel like the fun stuff would be more around relationships and I feel like for everybody who's listening and they know me they know I'm going through a separation I basically that was like April of this year and so what month are we now October November so I'm like, what is that? Six months Whatever. almost? It's coming up to six months, um, which is pretty fresh. And I'll just say like, I've never really spent time single. Like I've never spent six months not in a relationship since I was in my first relationship, which was when I was, I don't know, 13. So I'm like, if that doesn't show you, and I'm 31. So I'm like, I've literally been in relationships my entire life. Maybe can like, say, yeah. Can I, can I just say this one thing and you can confirm yeah. But if I remember correctly, I think for even when you were in your marriage, you know, you and I have had plenty of talks of like yeah. just marriage and general relationships. And I think that I've often <laughs> said, not that I was like praying on the demise of your relationship. That's not it at all. But I did often say like, you need a single time. I was like, mm -hmm. I just am really excited for you to have that time because I could tell you needed it. Yeah. Um, and so just like, I said it so many times to Carly, I was like, I just see that. I just see this happening for you. And partially because like 13 to 31, it's like everyone needs the single time. Like how many years is that? It's also 111. So LOL, if we, if we have the number angel number girlies on here yeah. that are listening, <laughs> but it's, she, you would never say you're like, look, I never, I'm going to encourage anything, but you're like, if this is what you really want, I am excited for your single era because it's going to be so transformational for you. And I can already say six months in, I'm like, I am learning so much. And it feels like it's been an eternity. Like I started feeling single last year, or the year before, like I could tell I was like out of the relationship though. I was checked out. I was done. And so for me, I started feeling like I was already on that self-discovery journey of like really diving into learning about myself and like diving into my healing, diving into therapy, reading more books, getting back in the gym. Like I started doing more for myself mm -hmm. and that was like huge and massively helpful. And I would say if you're in a relationship listening to this, I still think this can be fun and interesting because for you, I would say if you are in a relationship, like it's all about just do not self-abandon. Like if you, you're noticing that you're self-abandoning, you have kind of let things go that you normally would do for yourself. You're not prioritizing yourself. You're not doing the things that you know you love. Reflect on that. Like, who were you before this relationship? What have you let go? Start incorporating those things back in because it could save your relationship now if you start to incorporate that back in. Mm -hmm. That's something in hindsight I look back on and I'm like, oh yeah, I started letting go of pieces of me and I didn't realize I was doing it at the time. But obviously when you add all those things up, 
it makes a big impact. It like takes you out of who you are and then you're just operating for everybody else. And no matter what, eventually that's going to hit a point of, oh crap, like who am I? What do I want? And anger and resentment typically against your partner when really for me, I had to realize like, this is your fault. This has nothing to do with your partner. Like I'm the one who self-abandoned and stopped putting my needs, not necessarily first, but prioritizing them at all. Mm -hmm. And so, um, I'll just say that on like the beginning of it. I, this is my first six months, I guess you could say of true singleness since I was 13 years old. And I'd love to add to that because I think that, um, when you get in a relationship, it's so, uh, it's so common to just, of course, you want to seek out your friends that have been in relationships for a long time that are in relationships to help you along the way. Um, so if you are in a relationship right now, listening to this, there like Carly was just saying, there is still so much that your single friends can teach you and not to also not to abandon us in like our opinion. Like, don't forget about us. We still can help you. Yeah. And if there's one thing that I can like, I repeat over and over again is truthfully married or not truthfully, you are only obliged to one person for your entire life and that is yourself and you know marriage as you know as we know right many people get divorces right marriage is not forever we hope when we get into marriage like Mm -hmm. this is you know my person i want it to last forever but even then let's say you get to your end of the life with your partner one of you is going to go first right Mm -hmm. so you you really only have yourself to the very end so honor you it's not selfish right honor you to the very end and then continue to figure out how you can incorporate other people into that because if you continuously sacrifice your happiness and your wants and your needs for someone else even if it's your partner your children your friends whoever that's how you slowly start losing yourself mm-hmm. um and that's how you get to a place in life and you look back and you're like where what did i even do where did i go right like what even happened um, and you kind of just, you have to play that catch up game with yourself. So yeah, don't, you're single, don't abandon your single friends and don't yeah. abandon yourself. <laughs> well, exactly. And I think something that I've noticed for me, and I, I feel like this about marriage now where I'm like, had I known myself the way I do right now, I may have chosen differently. I might've known myself differently. I may have known how to like be in that relationship and do the things we needed to do to start um, creating the relationship we both needed before it was the end. But also like what I've realized about myself is I can create a fantasy about someone within five seconds, Mm -hmm. like five seconds of knowing you. I'm like, Oh my God, you could be this and I could marry you. And we're going to have the best life ever. And I think for women, this is like a normal thing that we do where within minutes, like you already know, you're like, I know who my husband is. Yeah. You don't even, you haven't even hung out. Like, you know, but I'm like, I can do the same thing where I'm like, oh my gosh, you're my husband and all these things. And what I've noticed for myself now, removing myself out of it is I'm like, oh, there's so many things that you end up overlooking when you're in a relationship because you're wanting it to work. And so you're like, well, these things are good and these are good and these are good and these are good. Instead of being able to have like a little bit of a removed, um, like a bird's eye view of it all. Yeah. Yeah. Where you can actually see, like, who is this person? Do these things really align? I used to think making a list or having, like, I call it my PPV list. I'm going to re- release an episode about this. But it's basically about, like, presence, 
personality and values and getting really clear on that and understanding like, what do you actually need? Like, what are the things that are important in a partnership for you? You can do this in a relationship too. But when I, I always thought that was um, shallow. And then when I did it, I'm like, oh wait, actually though, if I want to consciously choose a partnership that I would like to last forever as a life partner, there's going to be some things on there that are non-negotiables that I need to stop when I meet someone and I'm like, oh, you're really cute and all these things are good about you, but you don't know how to communicate. That's not something that can be overlooked. Right. right. And I don't think it's something that you should stick around for. And I think you're right. Women for sure. We, we fall in love, like fall in love with potential, but God gave it to everybody. Right. So it's not that special. Right. When we create these whole fantasies and these whole, like I, you're right. I see someone, I lock in and I'm like, Oh, we already have four kids. We already (laughs) live in X, Y, Z. Like we are going to have a fabulous life and you just don't even know it yet. And so I end up playing this game with myself. I'm like, how long is it going to take me to also convince you that this is what's going to happen. Right. And the more you stay, the longer it feels like, okay, you know, I already came up with all these things in my head. And Mm -hmm. so therefore like, it's going to have to work out and I want to see it through, Mm -hmm. but there are some things like those non-negotiables that we warp in our mind to make fit to us because we can't let go of the potential and we can't let go Mm -hmm. of the fantasy. So like removing yourself, getting that bird's eye view is so necessary And so is sticking to your non-negotiables because when you take a look at your non-negotiables and if you know, like if there's one thing for sure, I'm committed to these non-negotiables that will get you out of fantasy land so quickly. So it's so important to know, like, what am I going to accept and what am I not going to accept and not to waver on it. Um, And I think sometimes when we get, especially if you're single right now, we, or even if you've been in a relationship for a long time, we get kind of to this point of like desperation, right? Where it's like, man, I've been single for so long. And so like, you know, maybe this just is my person, right? So what if like a couple things are off? Like, I just oh, like, I'm just going to take if, if it's 60% good, then, you know, screw the 40, right? Like, at least it's a little bit good. Yeah. Or if we've been in a place for so long, we think like, man, I've just I've been here long enough. Like, let me stick it through, right? Something might have to get better. Um, we I don't even know where I was going with that. But you get what I'm trying to say, complete mm-hmm. my thought. <laughs> I, for those that don't know, I also have ADHD. So I will go on a train and not even know when to get off or where I got off at. And so I get lost, but yeah, you, I think I get what you're trying to say. Someone yeah. listening to this is going to connect me back to my thought. <laughs> yeah. They're going to be like, you were going here. Yeah. Um, but no, I think that's important because I was listening to this other episode. Um, I'll try to link it in the show notes after. It was a Sahara Rose episode. If you don't know who that is, the Higher Self podcast. And she was talking about how sometimes like you want sushi, but only the burrito restaurant is open. So you walk into the burrito restaurant and you're like, okay, but can I get it like wrapped in rice? And do you think you could switch this? And do you think you could put, do you guys have salmon? Oh, you don't have salmon. Okay. Well, I guess I could settle for chicken. Um, Can you wrap it in the rice though? Oh, you don't have seaweed. Okay. I guess I'll settle for like the tortilla and basically like manipulating, you knew you wanted sushi, but you're trying to make a burrito work into the sushi. And so it's coming out of like that love la la land that we do get into And there's that side of it where you have to get really clear with what you're saying. But then on the other side where you were saying, sometimes it is kind of settling in what I'm seeing. And I've noticed this sometimes is, and it's interesting because I've always been this way. I love observing people and relationships and how their brain logically makes sense of things that just like don't maybe make sense to an outsider. And again, that's where having a single friend could be really helpful as like someone who's not committed in a relationship that can give you like 
no, I'm noticing this, this, and this. This is up to you. If you want to continue working on it, that's fine. But at the same time, what I've seen is sometimes you get afraid that you could be alone forever. So you're willing to, instead of, you know, this is not necessarily the person that you want now that you know yourself. And this is another thing that's tough is if you get married and then you go on a self-discovery journey, that person you married may not be aligned to who you've become. And if they're not willing to grow with you, that's going to be really hard to maintain in a relationship with. Because when you actually find yourself, you're not willing to like mend and mold to like somebody to fit somebody else you're like no I am who I am and I feel good in this and like I know what I want now and you're not going to be afraid to say that and so what I see happen sometimes and I've had this show up in moments where like I'm approaching my period I get all emotional and I'm like well maybe like all of these things were really good like maybe I should try to make that work or like maybe those things that I want really aren't that important and like I'm being delusional thinking that this exists in the world And then you go on a dating app or you meet any male and you're like, oh my God, like, what am I doing? The person I was with was pretty freaking good compared to what is out here. Right. No, (laughs) you you want to settle back in because you're like, this is too scary. I could be alone. And so you go back where I think in that state is where you need to lean in and be like, what am I so afraid of? Because you need to be comfortable enough that like with yourself, you can want a partner. And I want to talk to you about that too, where it's like you get so clear and then I feel like it's this longing phase for the partnership you know exists already, but it's not in physical form yet. And so for you, I guess like you can jump back in on where you were going with that thought and if you want to add anything else in, but just knowing for people like I'm seeing that sometimes where people jump back in and I'm like, no, you were just about at that phase where you were about to learn something more about yourself or like break past the fear of being alone and you couldn't do it. You like had to settle back into what was comfortable. Totally. And that that's exactly where I was talking about before that yeah. point. Like sometimes we get so desperate mm-hmm. that we're willing to, we start compromising on, mm-hmm. on what we said we wanted, right? Because we think like, maybe it's not achievable, you know, maybe, okay, mm-hmm. if I'm here, I've been here long enough. So let me just stick it out. Right. Or, you know, okay, maybe this is just as good as it gets for me. So let me hold on to this fraction of a partner right and try and mold him or her or whoever into what I want them to be and like you said it's just like that sushi or burrito right like so you know it's like you have to you have to stick to what you want so hard right and not to like to the point of like you know not strangling it right now like I want this so bad right not like that manic manifestation mode Mm -hmm. but just knowing like this is what I want and it is possible and then let it go, right? And know that it will it will come to you. And there's no like it will come to you the way it's supposed to, the way it's meant to come to you. And if it comes to you in a different form, like that's not it, right? Like that. Don't try and don't try and make the square peg fit in you know the circle. Round hole or whatever. Right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, so yeah, oh. that is so great. But well, and I'll just I'll add on to that because I think what ends up happening too is. Like you're willing because you're like, okay, what I wanted, maybe it doesn't exist. And so like you said, you're willing to start shaping and shifting. Yeah. But what I've noticed, and this is just a aha moment, and obviously this is not tried, tested, and true yet, but just watch because I feel like this is this is something, is in business, I know things work, let's say like in 90-day cycles, and yeah. you choose what you want, and then you have to stay committed to what you believe to be true even though you can't see it yet. So it's like you have the vision, you hold the faith and you're like, okay, 
as long as I keep the faith and the vision and I show up and I do the actions every day, like this result is going to come. Yeah. It's the same thing in fitness. I, when I had to do a bodybuilding competition, it was, okay, no matter what, you're going to be doing 90 to 180 days of this diet. You go to the gym, you show up, you eat this. And at the end, you're going to look like this. But every single day, trusting and having the faith that this would show up one day by holding the faith and doing the do every day. And what I'm starting to realize, I'm like, okay, business, relationships, and health are like three pillars of human mastery. Why would relationships be any different? So it's like you have to have that vision for what you know to be true, what you know you want, what you're calling in, and then what do you have to do every day in order to show up there eventually? You do the journaling, you show up to the gym, you do what you have to do to become a better you, you focus on yourself. When you stay committed to that, eventually, eventually that person's going to show up when it's time. And I feel like that's the really tough part because we think like, we're like looking, but could you imagine if you were just staring at the scale all day? Like, I'm just looking and like, I hope the weight changes or you stared in the mirror all day. Like you wouldn't see the changes happening. It's the same thing in business. If you kept refreshing your numbers or like looking for your email that was going to come in with the magic offer, like it's not coming. You're, you're fixating on the thing where instead you need to be just focusing on like, what do I need to take and do for me? What's the actions I need to take? And then by focusing on that and surrendering the outcome that you know is going to come to fruition eventually, it's like it will come in. But when you're got it in a chokehold, like it's not happening. Right. And that, I mean, that brings, that brings us to one of my dating rules. Yeah. It's like, I have this 90 day rule and it's really, as you're saying, business or money relationship. Um, and what was it? And, and health, mm-hmm. right. If you are holding true to your vision for at least 90 days, the truth is going to reveal itself. Mm-hmm. Right. And in, in that 90, 92, whatever, 120, 180, it's going to reveal itself. And the same is for people. When you first meet them, Right. And I am I'm a straight uh, woman. And so I would talk about men, but obviously apply this to whoever you want to date. Um, When it comes to dating men, I'm always like, okay, from the first our first meeting, I'm giving you 90 days to really reveal yourself. Right. Because no one can be a fake person for longer than 90 days. Mm -hmm. So if you're just starting off dating someone, I gave myself this rule. Right. Wait 90 days before you exchange energy in the way adults do, you know, wait that time before you decide, okay, I want to go a step further, right? Does it always work out? No, obviously I've, I've, you know, obviously, but I've bent here and there and I don't think there's anything wrong with bending that rule. I think it's obviously totally up to you and you shouldn't feel shameful about it. And if you want to go in that direction with someone, by all means, go in that direction with someone. I am so for, you know, like sexual freeness. I'm like, go do you girl, you know, just like, the men want to, you know, go get their pleasure. I think women also are entitled to that and you go get it and who cares, right? But if you are intentionally dating, I think one rule to take seriously is that 90 day rule mm-hmm. of, okay, if I've known you for 90 days and it's usually like day 91, you automatically see that real person and mm-hmm. you become so thankful that like, oh, I'm so thankful I didn't take that, you know, that step into intimacy with you because if I did look what I would be, you know, entangled with, right? That's kind of like weird, weird person all of a sudden, yeah. you know? So um, this summer I've gotten, you know, I kind of opened myself up more to dating. I, I came from a place of like, I really, I wasn't a man hater, but I really hated men. And I was just like- I'm oh, not a man hater. I just really hate men. I just really hate men. I think there's a difference. I think there's a difference, right? Like I can still appreciate kind of like, okay, 
obviously, you know, I, at the end of the day, I do want to be in a relationship. I do want to get yeah. married. So there's a little bit of an appreciation for them for like, I know, you know, eventually I'm going to like them again. But I was just in a place of like, <laughs> you know, like if you're a man, like, please don't even breathe near me. Right. Like, don't even come. I was so not for the like, mm-hmm. hey, beautiful. I'd be like, eh, eh out of my face. I don't yeah. want anything to do with you. Your energy sucks right off the bat. I was just so close off. Mm-hmm. And so this summer I got more into like, okay, you know, I think I'm after two years of, you know, hating men, I was like, I think I'm ready to date, right? I think I'm really mm-hmm. ready to date. And so going back to my 90 day rule, I can't yeah. tell you, like, I have a lot of stories of men that I met in the beginning of the summer. We met, you know, our first date probably was really great. Maybe our second, third date was really great, right? By the end of the summer, <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm not talking to those weirdos anymore. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. like I really was like, man, that's a totally different person. Their true colors are really coming out. And wow. I don't speak to any of them anymore. So it just, you know, again, it's it is true. The 90-day cycle is true. And it's so worth implementing if you are wanting to intentionally date and you know find find a partner. Right. And I'll say, because I'm I feel like I've been in this different phase now where I'm like, if you still want to sleep with whoever and sleep around, like, I don't want you. And I also won't be doing that because I'm like, at this point and what I understand about the energy exchange that happens. And if I don't know you and I have some funny, like not funny stories I could share that would make you probably not want to sleep with random. But but what I'll say is as a female, like men, of course, they can kind of like penetrate you and do whatever, and they're not taking all your energy in. But as a female, like you hold that in your womb yeah. space. And it's like, if you don't know them and you don't know anything about them, like just be mindful. Like, do you really want their energy within your body? Right. And what I'm noticing too is there's so many times where, like, let's say it's kind of interesting how much I'm like, one of the hardest parts has been, okay, if I've been in a relationship since I was 13, how long do you think I've ever gone without sex? Not very long, like maybe a month before I'm sleeping with somebody or like whatever is happening. So I'm like, I'm used to having sex. And I'm like, this is the first time in my life. I'm like, I'm not sleeping with anyone. And so it's made me start to just consider and understand like the whole celibacy celibacy thing. I was always like, I don't get it. Like, what's the value in that? But at the same time, I'm like, okay, if I'm looking for like this person I want to marry, if I knew he's out just sleeping with all these people and then he meets me, yeah, like, does that make me feel good? Right. And like, would he feel good knowing I've just been sleeping with everybody too? It's like, no, there's going to be so much shit entangled. There's always feelings, especially as women, like typically we do catch feelings. So it's good for you that you did this 90 day thing with them because I'm like, can you imagine you'd be trying to make the sushi into a burrito? No, yes. Like, I was warped that sushi into, I don't even know what, spaghetti. Like, right. you're like, we're, in, yeah. we're intertwined now. So like, I want to make it work where if you haven't slept together, you can kind of be like, mm, I don't really like the way you're making me feel about these things. And so now it's easier to kind of, I don't know. And so I'm like, I get that phase. And I think people have those phases where they need to have like that sexual freedom to like do whatever. And then I also feel like eventually though, when you are intentionally dating and you want a husband or a wife, like would that person that you feel would hit your list? Yeah. Are they the person that's like sleeping with a hundred people? Right. And that's so oh. funny you said that. Oh my God. I, that has been my exact thought in the past couple of weeks because right. I mean, you already know. I'm like, I know who my husband is. Yeah. And I'm like, just the would thought. he be would he be happy if you had a sneaky link? And then he, he, no, he no, and he wouldn't. He, he well, yeah, well, well, 
I don't Woody, know. <laughs> Woody, ha- but really, like, no, but he was. He and then was. you get a text at 3 a.m. Yes. No. And you're so right. And the thing is, even when I go now, because <laughs> I've had that thought in my mind of like, you know, if my husband was doing this, would I, you know, would mm-hmm. I be cool with that? Whatever. Even when I go, you know, to hit up my sneaky link, whatever, the first message gets sent and I get snapped back into reality. I'm like, you know, no, 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 no. I'm like, you know what? I have to remember. This Your husband. Not, right. My husband. And this is at the same time, it's like, this is not even the path I want to take anymore. Right. Yeah. And so you're right. There is that phase. And I've definitely had that phase where mm-hmm. because I was kind of hating men, I was like, I'm just going to use them the same way they use us and like, yeah. screw it. Right. Whatever. You're just here. You know, you can get by mm-hmm. me dinner and you can X, Y, Z and whatever. Right. But now I definitely am in a phase and it comes with maturity and, you know, it mm-hmm. comes when you're more in alignment with what you want for life. Right. Um, you know, in this place where, okay, like I have to start being the woman Mm-hmm. that I would want, I want my husband to marry, right? Like mm-hmm. I have to be that person so that when he actually does come into my life, I'm there, I'm ready and I'm able, right? And I'm not playing catch up. I'm not like, oh my God, he's so great. So like now I got to rearrange my whole life. No, no, no. When I envision it, I think because I'm taking this season of leveling up towards that woman, mm-hmm. when he comes into my life, it's going to be such perfect timing. And I'm right. going to be exactly what he's looking for and he's also going to be exactly what I'm looking for right I'm also believing like okay we haven't met yet because he also needs time mm-hmm. to figure out his ish right I don't know what's going on over there to drop the sneaky links right he, yeah, he, you guys both need to drop the sneaky links and then <laughs> when you meet yeah we both need time to iron out our bs and you know get yeah. some other things in order so that when we do meet it's going to be divine timing it's going to yeah. be so it's going to click so well Mm-hmm. And that's also how I'll get that confirmation that, that this is my person because right. I don't believe if, if something is for you or I don't really believe that there'll be mm-hmm. too much friction right? or you won't feel so confused about it. It's going mm-hmm. to, not, it's not, it's going to work out perfectly, right? Like, don't hear me, mm-hmm. you know, don't hear me wrong and don't think that, oh, because I'm, I'm meeting resistance, I mean, it's something's not for me, but it's about what kind of resistance is, is happening, right? Yeah. Is it like a bump in the road where you're like, okay. Here's something, it was a little friction. And so we got through it and we mastered it and now we go. Or is it like the constant friction and repetitive issues mm-hmm. that is like not letting you sleep well at night, right? That is like leading you towards like losing parts of yourself, right? And all these things. So, or um, purposeful blocks. Yeah. And I feel like that's something that I learned was okay, pursuing something that really was not for me was that in that I was getting hit with blocks, Mm -hmm. like hard blocks. And had I been more in tune, I would have been like, okay, this resistance isn't just like a little hiccup. This is showing up to physically block me and protect me. And because I was headstrong, and this is something else we can kind of talk about too, if you want to talk masculine feminine energies. But for me at this point, I'm like, I'm no longer pursuing a man. I've done it. I've done it with every other partnership. And that's the man's job. Okay, let's talk gender roles because like in this, this is like whoever plays the masculine role, it is their job to pursue, right. not the female. And I'm like, I could go forcefully get whatever I want, which was what I was kind of trying to do with the last situation. And I'm like, but I was getting blocked on purpose because I was trying to my I believe God, universe, whatever was trying to protect me and be like, hey, bird's eye view here. Trust me, you don't want it. You right. do not want it. And so it's understanding like just trust me. It's like screaming at me. Stop it. And 
I wouldn't, whatever. And so now I've learned, I'm like, okay, when those things show up, I've been able to like retrospect, reflect on it and go, oh yeah, that totally showed up. So like, if this shows up again, trust it. I think we can get so in our heads about trying to make something work because we create this image. Like recently there was someone that showed up and I'm like, oh my God, I can marry him. He could be my husband, like this, 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 this. And I'm like, okay, but if it's not showing up as like how it should flow in order to be a relationship, like it's not it. And I don't need to fight to make it it just because I created a freaking story in my head about what it could be. It's like, just let it go and trust the blocks. And if they're meant to show up and meant to be in your life, I just feel like they will be. They will. If you're putting yourself out there and like what you had said on your, when you were just talking to is like, you're becoming your best self. You're going to be an energetic match for that person. Yep. And then also when other people come in as like little, like this is another thing. Okay. So think about it like this. And I want you to share, go into your um, past relationships a little bit too, Mm -hmm. but to relate it back to health and business. Okay. There's going to be times when you're like fully committed to your health journey. And then all of a sudden nine cheeseburgers show up and you're like, I really like cheeseburgers though. And you're like, okay, but do you want to hit your fitness goals or do you want the nine cheeseburgers? Right. And it's like, well, the nine cheeseburgers are looking really good. And you have to be able to be like, "Mm, I'm choosing my higher vision right now, which is not the nine cheeseburgers. And this is going to show up in relationships too, where there's going to be, you know, your nine cheeseburger man, which could be the emotionally unavailable bad boy that, you know, is real fun, but never freaking is going to be a husband that is like there for you, that can communicate with you, that can like be there for you. And you have to be like, okay, am I doing this again? Because it's really attractive on the outside, or am I going to actually take care of me and not self-abandon what I know my heart needs for like five seconds of fun? Yeah. And that, you know what, that practice is so, it's so important, especially for women in terms of growing your own self-esteem and your own confidence. Yeah. Because the more you trust yourself, you like you have, people think like, oh, I know myself so well. You, as you grow, you have to build a rapport with yourself. Mm-hmm. you have like you have to do things and and be able to call back on scenarios where you have trusted yourself and it's worked out for your good because right. like you're saying I'm, I'm gonna start calling them nine cheeseburger men because <laughs> it physically makes me sick to even think about and, like eat that many cheeseburgers so n- next time this man like this shows up I'm gonna be like no you're a nine cheeseburger guy you're nine cheeseburger but, man. <laughs> but when your nine cheeseburgers show up you have to be able to be like wait a second I have so many other scenarios of where I trusted my gut. I trusted my instinct mm-hmm. and it worked out for my better, or even I just felt better about myself right. for, for, you know, trusting myself. Mm-hmm. So therefore in this scenario, I know I'm strong enough to walk away. I know I can, you know, just say, let it go and not have any, you know, like not just not be so like wishy-washy about it. Um, and so that, I mean, that's so, so important. And One thing I want to say before you jump into the next thing too, is I think giving yourself permission to grieve, because Mm -hmm. I think as a female too, we create these people to be our like next lover for life. And so when you are sad over the guy that you knew for five seconds and you're like, why am I feeling so sad about this? I think give yourself permission to feel the feelings. Like if you need to cry and you need to grieve and you need to let it go, however that is for you to release it, don't feel bad about that because I think- I'm even reflecting on myself and I'm like, I, I just oh, had always heard like, you don't want to cry over these guys or blah, blah, blah. But I'm like, if you feel like crying, like cry because you're not right. going to attract the man of your dreams in a hardened state. You're yeah. just not. You need to release so that energy. You do. Release energy. Yeah. And these and two things. Actually, ceremony. <laughs> yes. No, oh my God. 
so many chords. <laughs> but these two things actually go perfectly into, into my past dating history. Okay. Like I, it's one, like needing to grieve and needing to learn how to trust myself again. And so I've had, I've honestly, I've had a pretty good dating history. Um, I've only had like two serious boyfriends in my life and both of them were like three year relationships. Um, and kind of in between there, I was kind of just, you know, I was in college, I was fooling around. It was this, that, the other, and, um, you know, whatever. So I had my high school boyfriend who I absolutely loved and adored my first love. And this, I truly do believe, like, I know Carly and I share this belief of, you know, your three loves in life. Mm -hmm. Right. And I kind of forget the names of them, but you have like, you know, I'll tell them quick because this is really helpful. I forget what that book is called. Um, you only fall in love three times. Yes. So there's a karmic love and it doesn't mean there's only three partners. There's three types of love, but typically it's like your karmic love, which is the really toxic, crazy relationships that activate a lot of stuff in you. They're meant for your growth. So they're meant to trigger parts of you that maybe you thought you'd work through, but you hadn't, or bring you to grow more. Then there's, um, what's the other kind? Your soulmate love, love, right? Soulmate love. Yeah. So soulmate love, you can think of it. You can, when you talk about this, it'll be perfect because you're, for, it's usually like your first love. You're really, it was soft and it was sweet and it was um, just light, okay? And like you could be best friends and you could still love them now. And if you went back to that relationship now, it would feel really comfy because, you know, you guys are good. It wasn't crazy toxic. And then there's what they believe is your twin flame love, which is the love that has everything that you've always like known love could be, but you had never experienced it in a partnership. Yeah. So like it would give you the communication, the intimacy, um, the physical attraction, the like deep intellectual connection. Like it would give you all areas. That's like a twin flame love. And it doesn't mean it comes without challenge because you're meant in relationship to challenge each other to grow, but it can give you, um, but it will feel like the most potent or powerful type of love. If that makes sense. Yeah. So go ahead. So it's like you, and I, I literally just looked it up. So it's literally all that. And to put it into more simple terms, it's like you fell in love, like your first love, right? Mm-hmm. And then you have that hard love. And then you have the love that is your third one. And that's the one that that's lasting, right? And so, um, so yeah, so I had my first love in high school and it was, it was incredible. And I just, I just love, I just love that. Oh my I love oh that for me. Yeah. So we yeah. love that. And we really did. I think at the time we really did feel we were soulmates. Like I was like, oh right. my God, we're so special. Everything. Right. Um, and so life took us in different directions. We broke up. I was, um, when I was a sophomore in, in college, we broke up. So we dated kind of my first, um, my senior year of high school through my sophomore year of college, so like about three mm-hmm. years. In. Um, then I had my time to kind of play around, enjoy college. It was fun. I had a good time. Whoop de whoop. And then <laughs> after I graduated, um, come my, my hard love. <laughs> Ooh, and boy, car- oh, oh, boy, was that a hard one. Mm-hmm. And that was, um, so about 2018 to, um, 2021. Um, so we, we officially broke off, broke it off August, 2021. Um, and while we, we, See, were- this is so annoying because you were living in my house at that time and you never made it clear. Like you were basically having your boyfriend break up with you. No wonder you were moping, hiding in the freaking bedroom. All oh, day. It was- 
Let me, oh, see, see, that's when you say that. Cause I was just going to say, what's interesting is we were never officially boyfriend, girlfriend. And I think that's what makes it even harder. And I really hate the like, only way we go. I'm like, we were dating. We were fully yeah. like in a relationship to my knowledge. Like neither one of us were seeing anybody else. Right. Um, I know I definitely wasn't. Obviously, I don't know what goes on behind closed doors. Like, I, but I can confidently say I think I don't think he was seeing anyone else either. Um, we were long distance on and off for three years. It was the most emotionally taxing relationship mm-hmm. I've ever been in um, or I've ever experienced. And that's in like every single relationship, whether it's like sibling relationship, mother, father, um, you know, friend relationship, whatever, like the single most emotionally taxing relationship I've ever been in. It was also really hard because no one knew about it. Mm-hmm. Like there were a select few of friends on both of our ends that knew that we were in a relationship with each other and that we were, you know, speaking. And it was kind of, it was just like really tab, kind of taboo. Like it had a taboo feeling around it. But it like was- if you guys are both single, how? It's not like you guys are both married trying to maintain a relationship. Right. And so we came. Like why the secret? Well, we kind of came from a place where it needed to be a secret just because of where both of us were in life. Um, And when we had met, it was kind of important to be in a secret. I'm saying this as if maybe he's going to listen. I will, whatever. So I was basically, when we started talking, I was still a student at my college and he was working there. And so while it wasn't necessarily frowned upon and there weren't like any lines crossed, it was still like, okay, we want to maintain, like, you know, we just don't want to put each other in jeopardy, yeah. whatever, you know, mainly him. We don't want to put his job in jeopardy, whatever, which I totally respect it. Yeah. And so because it started off as secrecy, it kind of just continued mm-hmm. to be that. And because we also never um, established our boyfriend, girlfriend, it wasn't anything to be like public about, right? It wasn't like, oh, mm-hmm. now we're dating, right? Like it was still kind of secrecy under wraps. Only a couple people know about us and like, whatever. And at the same time, we're long distance. So it's like, we don't really see each other often. And then COVID, right? The pandemic happened. So that made things even harder. Um, And so mind you, in the three years that we were, you know, quote together, um, maybe the time where we didn't speak collectively, like if you put it together was maybe a span of two months, right? So that's just to tell you, like, we were talking every single day, Mm -hmm. we maybe saw each other like, once every couple months for like a weekend or like a long weekend or something like that. So anyways, that relationship was so hard because it truly was where I lost myself the most Mm -hmm. and became so, and I think I'm not, I don't want to blame it all on him. I think it also is just the time that we were in, right? Like we're all closed off at home, you know, not a lot of human interaction or connection. I had just graduated college, so I didn't even really know what I was doing with my life. On top of that, I have a man who I truly cared about. Um, in love with. And in love with, yeah. Really making me feel as though I was a secret or that I was mm-hmm. maybe, you know, not good enough to be like shown off, shown out to the world, right? Or like what we had wasn't, um, I don't know, it just wasn't good enough, right? Or something like that. And I had someone who um, I was constantly trying to prove myself and my worth mm-hmm. to him. Right. And I was constantly trying to be like, but we, we, we would be, I was constantly always like, why are we not boyfriend and girlfriend? Right. Like we, we talk every single day. Like, let's just call a spade a spade. Right. If it quacks like a duck and it swims like a duck, like it's a freaking duck. Right. So I'm like, we are in a relationship. What is so wrong about us being boyfriend and girlfriend? And, um, I know there was definitely some 
parts on on his end too because i will say um after i graduated you know we he did ask me to be his girlfriend but it caught me so off guard that i was like well i don't know like i was like oh my god like i didn't even think about it and so from then he kind of shut down and he like Mm -hmm. never asked me to be his girlfriend ever again so from that point on i was just constantly trying to prove like okay like i want to be in a relationship with you right like i want to be your girlfriend like just in this constant state of like oh my god like i am enough right i like just oh my god it was like oh well and you're just like and you want them to be able to see your worth for one and so you're like but look at how worthy i am right and then it's the like you want them to choose you exactly and i think right and i think that's what i realized in my past relationship was I went, oh my gosh, this whole time, I haven't felt chosen. And if you guys don't know this about me, I had to tell him, I was like, okay, we're getting married and we're, let's go get rings. And okay, well, we're getting married tomorrow. So you have to propose to me tonight. So like I pursued and like made a lot of that stuff happen. I didn't realize that deep down, I think I was hoping one day I would feel like he chose me as his person. And I never felt that. And so even in a marriage, you could feel like you were never really chosen because I got pregnant and we just had to do it. And like, it was just this thing that ended up flowing into what it was where I never ended up having that moment of like, wow, I feel so like wanted, chosen, cherished. Like I didn't ever feel that. And I think as a female, if you're in whatever type of relationship, it doesn't really matter. There's going to be a male female role being played in the masculine feminine energies. And I think as the feminine you want to be chosen and you want it to be clear. And I'm sure now you can reflect on that relationship. And it's funny that you had a relationship all out of like secrecy and all that. Cause I went through that too. And it, it like creates a bunch of like passionate, um, like tension energy. I can't even explain yeah. it, but it becomes so like electric. Yeah. It's toxic and it messes with you emotionally. Right. And so, right. Like it's like you said, the most emotionally taxing relationship you've probably oh. ever been in. And I don't know if you can say anything on that, but it's so crazy that like now the way I look at myself, I'm like, I, and I know how worthy I am. If I have to try to convince you and you don't see it, like you're 1000% not my person. Oh, oh my God. My person is going to look at me and be like her, it's her, like it is her. And I want her. her. And I know that. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, No, I I mean, it's, if anyone, I think it's also really surprising because if you know me, you know, I'm a very like oh, it's me or nothing, right? I'm very like, if he don't want, and I tell my friends, like, if he don't want you, you let him go, right? Like, yep. he's said enough, right? He, if he does, if he, he's not sure, like, you are the prize. You know, I'm so very, and just my personality is very like, I know who I am. But so you can know who you are and right? relationships can bring you to a different level. Exactly. Yeah. And so it's like, when I look back, <laughs> I'm just like, holy crap like why did I even let myself but it's but this is why it's a karmic love it was so necessary so right. necessary and I think that um when you get broken down it's only so you can be built back up mm-hmm. right and I'm definitely in like a build back up season and I'm so I'm really truly so grateful to him and not mad I think I'm, I'm very grateful for the experience I'm very grateful to him because even though it was a very toxic what I felt was a very toxic relationship and very you know just uh yeah just toxic and and disgusting just as toxic um he did teach me a lot he taught Mm -hmm. me so much about myself right I now know how strong I really am I know I now know like hold on a second I don't have to 
double down on my worth mm-hmm. to, to anybody, right? He taught me a lot about faith and a lot about um, just God and trusting the universe and, and you know, just trust in general. Um, and going back to what we were talking about earlier, those blockages, uh, even in the moment, what's, what's crazy about blockages sometimes is like, even yeah. in the moment you can recognize like, damn, like yeah. I should not be here, right? This is some, this is clearly trying to point me in a different direction and you yeah. can still go against it. Right. You can still go against your better judgment. And I will say that's probably why I lost myself the most is because I continuously was going against my better judgment. So my, the trust in myself was at an all time low. Mm -hmm. So the, and even was in the negative. So, right. So I'm like, even as I'm like going lower and lower, my trust in myself, I stayed longer in that relationship because I wasn't able to trust that I would find, you know, be, be okay on my own. That's actually what mm-hmm. it comes down to. I wasn't able to trust that like, I'd be okay without this person. Right. And that like, if we were to break up that I'll be, I'll be able to find myself again. Right. And I'll be, mm-hmm. be able to, to do whatever. And I, um, I remember, um, there was one time and it was a lot, it was a couple months and maybe after we broke up, but I just remember I was, I literally fell to my knees crying my eyes out. Mm-hmm. like bedside and just it was like the first time ever in life where I truly like that called out to God yeah. I was like please like what like why is this happening mm-hmm. to me what is going on like you know all these things like just total and you have to let yourself yep. release that energy and if you are like very strong-headed and strong-minded like we both are mm-hmm. um and very independent you know almost to a fault mm-hmm. you can get in that place of like don't worry about it. You know, I'm just going to pick up and I'm just going to go. Right. And it, like, it'll be okay. Mm-hmm. And like, if I just keep on putting one foot in front of the other, like I'll be fine, but you have to let yourself release that physically release that energy, like scream, cry, like just, you know, like get deep in it and let it go. That's the only way you can heal. The only way you can make room for new is if you are releasing the old. And so now I'm in a place of, okay, I, finished kind of hating men. Right. And I'm like, still to me, I'm like, Oh, you know, men, whatever. Right. Like if you yeah. know, you know, it's like, Oh my God. But, um, I'm in a place now where like, I took that since August, 2021. Right. I took, and now when I started dating was June ish. Yeah, yeah. June, 2023. So uh, two close to two years, you know, I took that time to release the energy I needed to release, make room for new. Right. I moved States, not because of this man, but because I'm like yeah. truly trying to follow my own journey, right? And trust myself, trust that I knew what was best for me and go in that direction. Two years, now I'm in a place where, okay, I had the fun dating and I only needed to do the fun dating for the summer. It was good. Now I'm like, okay, this third love, that's what we're working up to. That's where I'm bringing myself to and I'm excited for it. And I just need to keep on um, going in the direction of of trusting my steps and trusting that I'm being guided divinely. Oh, wow. What a release. <laughs> I want to, I want to go into that next, um, to kind of end us off, but I also want to just like reiterate the fact, and I want anyone listening to this to reflect on this, but I think for me, the first time I ever had to surrender and like needed God. And I remember, cause I, I grew up in religion sort of, but I was like, I don't know if you're like 
Buddha, Jesus, God, like, I don't know what to call you, but like on my knees, bawling my eyes out. And I was like, whatever you are, like higher power. I think I was like 16, 17 years old. And it was the first time that it brought me to my knees in like full surrender of, I need help. Like I need help. I need support. And I don't know who you are or what you are, what to call you, but I know you exist like this higher Mm -hmm. power and I'm calling on you now. And it was the first time I'd ever been brought to my knees was pain of a relationship which I just want to point out because sometimes we're like, oh, why is this happening? But if that was a moment that connected you to God for your first time in your life, like think of how powerful that actually is. So powerful. And that's why you're like, you know, grateful for that experience. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, it's actually huge because I'm like, without that pain and you losing yourself so much that you have no choice but to drop to your knees and surrender, it may not have allowed you to like be able to realize like, hey, hi, I've been here this whole time. Like lean on me. I'm here to support you. Exactly. And then you walk through life just differently when you know that that's there. Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, I did, I definitely in the first, Mm -hmm. you know, post breakup things, I definitely was resentful. I definitely, you know, you go through that revenge phase. You're kind of like, you know, screw you. I want to go like, you know, revenge body, all these things you want to like, just, you just want to hit them. You're like, Oh, if I see you, like, I am just going to smack the shit out of you. You know, like you hate it. You hate it. But when you come out of that (laughs) and go through that too, you know, like go normal. It's so normal. Um, and when you come out of that and can get into the place of gratitude, it is so, it is really so beautiful to look back on. And I've always been a believer of like, people come to your life for a reason, you know, Mm -hmm. for a season, whatever it might be. Like you don't meet people randomly. Yeah. Even if it's a stranger on the street, you don't meet people randomly. It's all a part of your path in some way, shape or form. Um, and I definitely am, I think, uh, Oh my God, a ladybug. Ah, confirmation. Yeah. It's like just, and I'm just so happy because I'm like, you know what? That really did teach me so much. And if, if nothing else, it did bring me closer to God and closer to my faith and did, did force me to need to lean on, on the unseen a lot more. And for that, I just, for that alone, I am Mm -hmm. really, really grateful for it. Um, Okay. I want to jump into now, obviously, because I feel like this is for both of us, we're building businesses, we're working on ourselves, we're committed to our own growth and development and becoming the best possible version we can know ourselves to be. Because I think no matter what, that's ever evolving and growing, you're not going to be like, okay, I'm perfect and ready now. Right. But like energetically speaking, you could be in a frequency that's high enough that like, okay, it's time now that you attract in or magnetize your person into your field when it when the time is right and so I feel like for you maybe you can just talk about the recent business that you've started Mm -hmm. obviously we spent way more time around relationships which I think honestly is more interesting than anything else right now to me anyways (laughs) and like most of the world like relationships matter more than social media but um to just talk about like what brought you to knowing to do something on your own because obviously you started your your own business recently so what brought you to feel that way and then the courage maybe it took to do that. Cause obviously there could be people listening that still could have a hope dream in their life, but they're too afraid to take that step and like bet on themselves. Mm-hmm. So a little bit about that. And then just, I think we can end with after you share a teeny bit about what you do. Um, or if you want to talk about this first, but like that longing, cause I'm like, now I know, and I can feel the partnership I'm supposed to be in. Like I feel it. I know it. I can envision it. 
and it's not here. And now I think my sweet spot is realizing that vision. I can't project that onto every male that yeah. could maybe sell it. Because yeah. <laughs> like, I think it will be very clear when it's that one person. <laughs> yeah, it will be. It will be. Um, yeah, I can kind of, I can flow in that exact direction. Did you call it like the longing? Is that what you said? Mm-hmm. The long, yeah. Um, so yeah, and you know what? I want it for, because I know you have all different types of people that listen to your podcast, obviously. So if I can, I want to actually end with my list of things to remember in dating and just oh, yeah. encouragement to the single people, anyone who feels like they're a single phase is coming on, whatever. Um, and I feel like that's a good place to end on, but I digress. Um, so let's start off. Yeah. So I started, yeah, I started my new social media company called and beyond media. Uh, name it kind of after myself because my Instagram name is infinity and beyond. Um, so and beyond media does two things. We do social media management and personal content creation. Mm-hmm. And so personal content creation is more so like think of an assistant content creator, right? And that's for people, events, and businesses. If you need, you know, behind the scenes content, if you just want footage, if you're someone who's growing a business and you need even just small footage of you working, right? Like we both use social media for our businesses. And so we know how important it is to get the little snapshots, like get me on my phone working, you know, but you're a solopreneur in some kind of way. You're like, how do I do this? You know, I only have one phone, right? Like how am I supposed to do this? So um, anyways, that's a little bit about content, personal content creation, but this is the first thing, the first idea I've ever had where I've acted on it mm. immediately. Everything else, well, I've had plenty of ideas. I'm a very innovative person. I definitely have an entrepreneurial spirit. Um, every other idea I've had, I've kind of dwelled on it. Kind of like, well, I feel like I could do this. I could do this. And maybe I tried to dabble in it, but quickly, you know, kind of backpedaled and was like, eh, I don't really like how that feels. When I, and this idea came to me, not the social media management part, but the personal content creation part came to me kind of in a dream mixed with other stuff. And so I was like, call it download. Yes. I call it download. (laughs) And to your point, like I get, if I have any friends that listen to this, I joke jokingly, I'm like, I'm a prophet, you know, like I just get all these downloads and I just see these things, but I believe it's true. And like my Mm -hmm. Nana was kind of clairvoyant and like a Mm -hmm. fun way. And so I just, I just have those things. So anyways. Um, yeah, I got these downloads and I was like, okay, let me, I'm just going to go, I'm just going to do it. And I know it needs to be done. And I know it's something that, um, especially where I am in like in this Atlanta space, I'm surrounded by a lot of creators, a lot of, uh, entrepreneurs and business owners and content creators that need this kind of service. So I was like, okay, I'm going to go and do it and I'm going to offer it. Um, and so I kind of just, I kind of just started it. And so, yeah, that I think that everything up until this point um, I was building that courage and I was building the confidence and I was building that trust in myself to be like, okay, I can do this and I'm, I'm not going to backpedal or I'm going to see this one through. Right. And I felt mm-hmm. at the same time, because of everything that I went through, because I've, I've grown, uh, better at trusting God yeah. and trusting the universe and trusting that I'm being led. I was okay with taking, you know, that step out and, even if it didn't work out, I was okay with like just doing it and not questioning. I think the biggest thing is like not questioning it. We often get into like, okay, I see how things, you know, I see the end goal, but how and why and where and what, you know what I mean? You're just like all these other question marks and we make up all these other questions when like, if you see the end goal and you see the first step, you can just go. Well, and I want to say like the reason you were able to do that is because 
you have taken the time to reconnect to you. If you were still in that phase, let's say 2021 you, where you had lost yourself, you weren't listening to yourself, you weren't listening to those little like whispers or those little nudges that were guiding you somewhere, you probably wouldn't have had the confidence to be like, okay, I had this thought, like I'm executing it. But that's the value when you go back into learning who you are, you know that voice that's like, hey, do this. And you're like, okay. So you take the guidance where when you're all messed up and you're like, you self-abandon and you're living for somebody else and you're waiting every day for some guy to think that you're worthy, like you're not in the space to be able to hear that and act on it. You're going to question yourself. You're going to doubt yourself because you're in a space of self-doubt and questioning. Mm-hmm. So it's going to impact your business. It's going to impact everything. And it, I mean, it definitely has. I mean, we, the, I mean, we, oh, we didn't really talk about how, how we really know each other, but um, we share a, a similar online, you know, health and wellness business. And so, um, and I've, you know, you've been a mentor to me in that space, which has been incredible. So, you know, right. Like, and we've had many talks of like, why are you doubting yourself? You know, why are you questioning? Meanwhile, I wasn't able to talk about the reason why I'm questioning myself, right? Because my, this relationship was so secretive and had like kind of beat I'm so annoyed so when you're like, oh, summer of 2020. I'm like, bitch, you were living in my house. I know. <laughs> no wonder I'm trying to like get to the bottom of what the hell is going on and I can't figure it out. And I'm like, yeah. this is so weird. I've never not been able to figure this out for someone. But I'm like, this is also where if you guys have mentors and you're building a business, you're not being freaking honest with what's going on in your life. Nobody can help you. You no have one. to get honest and first. I was definitely put no one could like I really needed to help my no one could have helped me. No one could have done anything. Like I I really needed to see it through myself and I obviously needed to go through that process. Um but yeah, like I it it, it impacted my business because I was so unsure of myself. My confidence was really at an all-time low. At the same time, it kind of broke down the fake confidence that I had around yeah. myself, right? And kind of the fake confidence that certain titles were giving me or certain people around me were maybe giving me, right? Or it kind of like was like, hold on, like that's not actually you, right? And so now as I'm emerging as a phoenix from the ashes, it's like putting me in the place where I am, you know, I'm building my social media business. I'm building my, you know, kind of rebuilding my uh, health and wellness business. And I'm so, I'm showing up so much more confidently yeah. Because I'm so sure of myself and I'm also sh- so sure that like, this is where I'm supposed to be mm-hmm. and this is, you know, who I am. And that image is always, you know, always evolving, but yeah, like I've, I've built that courage now to be like, okay, I can stand 10 toes down two feet, mm-hmm. you know, on the ground, six feet tall and be sure about, or not even maybe really sure about who I am, but I'm sure about why I'm here. Right. right. Like I'm sure about what, my personal mission is and what my purpose is and i said at the beginning like i really believe i'm here to show other people what's what's possible for life i'm meant to be Mm. not like anyone needs to you know immolate me or i don't think anyone needs to like want to be me Mm -hmm. but i think that through my life and through what i share and project it's going to give other people the courage to go and get what they need to go get on their own right and go in and do whatever when whatever. So. Okay. Well, can I tell you about a download I just had? Yes. When you were talking about what you do, I was like, oh, I'm supposed to come with you to some type of like content event for Mm -hmm. creators in Atlanta. Like that's Mm -hmm. when I'm supposed to book the trip. So when something is coming up, tell me, because for some reason I was like, oh, that's the week I'm supposed to come see you. Oh my gosh. 
And I'm sure some, I can't wait to figure out what it is. It's going to be like a gala or something. Maybe I throw my own thing. A gala. I don't know. Like I'm seeing like a big event and I'm supposed to be there with you at that. As you said gala, I'm like, my husband's going to be there. <laughs> no, I'm telling you, like it's something big and I'm going to be there for it. I believe it. I totally believe it. I, that's, okay. I love that you gave me that. It's, I don't know when it's, I feel like it's in the new year. It's coming. Yeah. And everyone else listening can can follow up with that. when it happens and then yeah, we're gonna like, this is it guys <laughs> got the exclusive oh my god that's incredible um so yeah so that's yeah. about me and my business and it definitely everything that i went through has put to, mm-hmm. was to put me in the place where i am now where i am like very kind of i don't want to say easily because it's not easy it's still hard to build businesses and whatever, but you're flowing but it's flowing. different yeah i'm flowing and things are flowing towards me like a river and my ideas are flowing out like a river and money's flowing. I'm like, okay, you know, I'm just whoosh, whoosh, you know? <laughs> You're like, I just need my last river to start flowing and then that things would be good. Yeah, exactly. There's one more river I got to get a hold of, but I'm very, again, I'm confident that it's going to happen right when it needs to. Not too early, not too late, yeah. just right on time. And it's going to just mesh so beautifully with everything else that's that's going on right now. Um, and so, yeah. And I, I, before I get into my last closing thing, yeah. um, I quickly want to say I used to, I'm, I'm starting to be a lot more cognizant of what's coming out of my mouth um, and kind of the, the life or death that I'm speaking <laughs> for my own life. What is so, what's so funny? Are you being? Yeah, no, you're being a lot better. <laughs> I'm sorry. What are you going to the words that I'm speaking? Um, and no, so, not what you're typing? Yeah, are, you so, being, are you being mindful of what you're typing too? Me? Are we kind of, yeah. Should I be? No, I'm just making Should a I joke. Should I be mindful about what I'm typing? You, I oh, was just oh. making Instagram, you know. You're not catching what I'm throwing oh. out? <laughs> oh my God. I think I am. Anyways. <laughs> I'm laughing. Okay, be professional. <gasps> okay. okay, so what I wanted to say <laughs> was uh, one thing I used to say was, um, you know, like, oh, if if my life, you know, if my life never changed, like, I would be so content, right? Like, I was so No, happy. you would say that. I'm like, why are you saying that? Ew, it was so, why did I ever say that? Ugh. And it's not because I didn't mean it, because I, like, in the moment, I really did mean it. I was like, you know what? I'm really, I really do. Mm-hmm love my life like things are going out really really well right but I think that's where I'm starting to learn like when people say get out of your own way that's what they're talking Mm -hmm. about you can think you're so comfortable somewhere and you're so content and everything seems so great which I again I'm I'm so happy for where life is right now but I'm so excited for it to continue getting better and that's the the part that I'm adding on, right? Like I'm so grateful. Everything that's led me to this place, I'm so grateful and I'm so mm-hmm. happy of life and whatever. But as and good as life is right now, I'm so excited for for what's to come. And I think that's right. also how you can feel like, oh, I'm in such, I'm in, in a great alignment, you know, mm-hmm. and this single season and being alone is serving a purpose and it's just going to keep on getting better. Um, well, it creates space because I think that is a, a place where some people can get is that they're they're thinking like, okay, how, cause yeah, we hear you say that. And I'd be like, what do you mean? Yeah. But you coming out of that place where you were not happy and you didn't know who you are, were, 
and you were all messed up in 2021, like, of course, you're going to start feeling like I'm just so good right now because you're starting to finally feel like you. And you're like, oh, I don't have to be like trying to fight for my worth or like get someone's attention. Like I get to just be. Mm -hmm. And that can be so amazing the first time you actually feel that sense of just being. However, it's like once you get there and like you have that immense sense of gratitude and it's not like a fake sense of gratitude, you're truly just grateful. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, now it's time to be like, okay, but I'm also open to receiving more. Yes. So like, I love my life and I love everything that's happening right now, but I'm also open to receiving more. Yeah. And that's, that can also be tough. And that's where like, we could have a whole other episode on this where you have to be willing to expand. What do you see for yourself in your life? Because once you get to that point where you're like, everything is so good. Okay. Well, if you keep saying that, but you actually want a partner, you're just edifying the fact that you don't actually need one because you're like, I'm so happy how I am. Okay. Well, if you're happy, I don't want to mess things up. I'm not going to send you anybody. So to be like, I'm happy where I am and I'm grateful for this and I feel good in my life. And I'm calling in, like I always say, like my divine masculine partner or my, like, I still am cool. Like if I could live in a, this $10 million house that I'm obsessed with, like, yeah, I'm open to receiving that also. And like, and, 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 and you can be happy and open to receiving and having the space and awareness to expand and hold space for more. Totally. Totally. Let's do your list. Let's do my list. Okay. (laughs) But also before we do that, like just reaffirming you guys, like be so mindful of what you're saying out loud. Oh my God, please, please. And I think I kind of beat myself up for the times that I did say that because sometimes I'm like, oh man, like why isn't, why are things happening faster? Or why are these Mm. things coming in? It's like, because I affirmed for so long that I was content where I was. You were good. And I was good. Right. And it definitely was because like there was no resistance around me. So I'm like, I just want to hold on to this a little bit longer, but mm-hmm. you have to make room for more. So this is my list. This is my thing. Okay. Let me say too, before you do this, like, oh. I don't know if I agree with every single thing. Okay. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm not sure. So I'm not saying like everybody, this has to be your list too. We'll see what I think by the end. Yes. This is just her list. Yeah. This is not like my rules for dating or anything. These are just things to remember. As yeah, yeah. Okay. Dating, right. Okay. Okay. It's, it's, it's kind of long, right? So, but we'll get through it. So, uh, one, don't be understand. Don't be so understanding and forgiving that you mm. overlook being disrespected. Mm. Two, no one is busier than someone who isn't interested in you. And some of these are hard truths. Okay. Three, don't let someone tell you twice that they don't want to be with you. Four, or I need to stop saying four or five. When people show you who they are, believe them. Uh, if you were happy with this person as they are now, would you be happy? Oh, sorry. If you were with this person Mm -hmm. as they are now, meaning they never changed, would you be happy? Be with someone who craves a life with you. The person you go to bed to is the person you should wake up to. So that's just uh, Mm -hmm. about consistency, right? Um, You shouldn't have to be so wish-washy and like, who are you going to be today? Mm -hmm. Um, You're not asking for too much. You're just asking the wrong person. Mm. You want enthusiastic responses to bids of attention majority of the time. So there actually was a study done of like successful relationships and what made them so successful. It wasn't about length or, you know, anything like that. It was about like, if you're like, oh my God, look at that bird. You want your partner to be like, oh, where's the bird? You know, what kind of bird is that? Instead of like, okay, it's a bird. You know, like you want that uh, enthusiastic response to that bit of attention. Um, You'll never question something that is clear as day. Someone who is serious about you will make it known and or make it uh, 
make it work based on your needs. Um, not ready for a relationship means they're not ready for more expectations and he can't give you what you want. Mm -hmm. uh, when it comes to disappointing other people or disappointing yourself, choose other people every time. Do not hesitate to let people go. A man. Good. These are really good. <laughs> I, I thought you were going to be like, he has to take me to this restaurant. Like, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> um, a man who cannot lead will always be frustrated by a strong woman. Mm. Don't end up being mad at someone for being some for something they've always done. Be mad at yourself for finally realizing it. If your absence doesn't bother them, then your presence doesn't matter. Next is uh, Genesis 1926, um, mm -hmm. which is about Lot's wife who looked back and became a pillar of salt, right? So God has more in store for you. There isn't a need to look or go back because if you do, you're, you're going to be stuck there. Mm. Um, the right guy will find your boundaries and expectations attractive. The wrong one will find them inconvenient. Um, get used to telling people, you know, I get used to telling people, you know, I'm used to be treating well, to be treated well. I'm used to being treated well, uh -huh. but I like to be a priority. There's a big difference. Um, it will always be risky to be with someone, but you're worth the risk. He's not oblivious. He just doesn't care. <laughs> Honesty and sharing feelings won't ruin a real thing. And I think that's so important, especially if you're, you know, young in dating. Like I consider myself young in dating. Yeah. Um, you know, you're like, oh, I don't want to tell him that. Maybe it's going to ruin what we have. You know, I don't want to share my real feelings. If it does sh ruin things, then that, that thing was meant mm -hmm. to be ruined in the first place. Right. Um, where was I? If he doesn't know what you carry, he will treat you like you're common. Mm -hmm. Nothing exposes character more than the way you treat people you think you don't need. So just pay attention to how he's treating you. Okay. Um, you want, or this was for me to remember. I want a male and masculine energy that provides and protects. I think deep down all women really do want yeah. that. Um, <clears throat> it does not take a man long to know what he wants to do with you. So if you're past that night, everyone, he's still playing around, babes. Let it go. <laughs> um, nonchalant equals not interested. Um, and I want like a very, this is also kind of what's for me to remember, but I just want such a fierce love, right? Going back to being pursued, right? Like yeah. if you're just like, oh, blah, 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 go to flow, you can mm -hmm. leave that for somebody else, okay? I need you knocking on my door with roses every day. <laughs> well, like um, make it known. Make it known. Make it known. Um, needing them to change is a sign that they're not right for you. So that's sushi and burrito analogy, right? Don't try and make it fit. Mm -hmm. um, you can't say the wrong thing to the right person. What's for you won't pass you. Um, if he can feed you, he can starve you. So never rely solely on this person, mm -hmm. this man for money, happiness, energy, totally. anything, because he can take it away in an instant and you'll be on the floor like I was. <laughs> um, <laughs> if it's meant to be, you can't mess it up. If it's not meant to be, you can't fix it. Mm -hmm. uh, even a man who's not ready will get ready if you're what he wants. Um, sometimes it doesn't matter what he's doing. It only matters how you feel about it. 
Um, I think some people are like this, again, really true when dating. You're like, oh, but he did this when he did that. Um, but if you don't like it, it doesn't matter what he did, right? If he's like, well, he got me red roses, but, you know, I wanted the daffodils, you know, like, don't be like, oh, well, I'm just grateful he got me flowers. No, you wanted the daffodils, right? So tell him you want the daffodils, right? Don't just try and make, you know, make it fit. And then the last one is if they are doing nothing to try and keep you, don't try hard to stay. Mm. And that is my list of 33 things to remember in dating. Wow. I thought you were going to come in with like rules around like what to do for dates, but that is so valuable because I feel like you guys, even in a relationship, like to reflect on those things could be transformative. Mm -hmm. And I think there's nothing wrong with also coming up and like, if you want your partnership to be the thing that's like the relationship you've always dreamed of, you both can be really honest and have really truthful conversations to build that together. And that list is helpful because it's like, if you start to feel like all those bids you're making for attention and your partner's never paying attention, like you can be starved of love, even though you're in partnership. Exactly. It's not. Yeah. And I'm like, you just, everybody I'm like, deserves the best. Like you should feel happy and fulfilled and like connected. And sometimes you lose that, especially if you guys are moms on here that are, that are listening, like you can lose that in a partnership but it's up to you guys to put in the effort to rebuild that. And even that list is a good place to like reflect and start. Yeah. I'll send it to you. You can put it in a newsletter. Okay. So all my girls can remember. Yes. Send it to me. I'll send it out in a newsletter once yeah. this episode launches. But you're right. You're, we're all so, you're <sighs> so worthy of everything that you, that you can think of. And I don't think mm-hmm. you would have the thoughts that you would have if there wasn't, if that wasn't what was meant for you or if there wasn't more. For, What's for that you? quote? Yeah. Like, God wouldn't put a dream on your heart that you weren't destined for, whatever it is, yeah, in, exactly. in that realm. Like, and I think sometimes we think for relationships that we're like, maybe we're just wanting too much. Mm-hmm. And I know for me, and like, we're going pretty long on here, but I feel like this is important. That for me, it was like, I went from a really toxic relationship. So then when I got the safe one where I knew, okay, like, he's not just going to be out cheating on me, he's not going to be out doing all this stuff, he's not going to be rolling around in a car with drugs, like doing all this crazy stuff. I was like, okay, this is so good. Yeah. And it was good. But I also believe I'm like nowhere else in my life have I settled for good. Mm. I've, I strive for great. Like I want to be the healthiest I can be. I want to have the best business I can have. I want to be the best mom. I want to be all these things. Like I want greatness in my life. Good is the enemy of great. Right. And like your relationship, you guys, I think we all are just programmed into settling Cause we're like, Oh, we got married. So like, let's make it work. But it's like, sometimes, no, you're not supposed to make it work. And if this person isn't about to get on board with you to make your relationship, what you know it could be, then like, it's not always the worst thing to end that relationship. And I, it's so funny. Cause I have a couple of people who have been messaging me. They're trying to decide what to do with their relationships and whatever. And they said that they, Oh my God, there's something in my eye. They keep seeing these different things as reminders of basically women who let's say chose to go through the divorce or chose to separate. And it can be really hard. It's hard no matter what, but when you have kids involved too, it can be even harder because you feel like you're failing multiple people, not just yourself. And anyways, they've all been reminded like that, that relationship they were dreaming of was on the other side of that. Mm -hmm. So if there's still that longing, like obviously I'm all for work with your partner, figure out what you can do together. But if 
it never feels fulfilling. You never feel that love. You never feel that connection. Like, what are you fighting for? Right. What are you fighting for? Yeah. Yeah. And be know that it, like, can be outside of that. And for the girls that have been single for a while, I know everyone around you is getting married. Getting yeah. relationships. Stay strong. I love you. We got but, you. you know what? You, they could all be getting married, but when they hit 31, they could be getting divorced. So exactly. at this point in my life, I'm like, honestly, if you can stay single and like really figure out who you are first, like I think you're doing partnerships and yourself um, a favor because if you really know yourself first, like I wish this was something we all knew in school. It wasn't like get out of university or get out of, of high school and like find your person and get married. If it was more like find yourself and really understand who you are, yeah. at least those core values and then jump into a partnership, like, I think more marriages would last. I think so, too. Anyways, okay. Thank you so much for being on. Thank you for being here. We'll send out that list in the newsletter. So you can do that in the show notes. You can um, sign up for it. And I'll send it out, like, three days after this goes live so that you guys can all get that in your inboxes because that was so good and such a good reminder for everyone to have. So thank you so much for being here. I love you. I loved it. Bye. I love you. Bye. How do I turn this off? Oh, wait. End session, but will it get rid of you? I just want to stop it.